With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to Pacific Point of View. I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Almodova. And together we are the Pacific Point of View coming at you with a week seven episode. College football season is essentially halfway over at this point. Uh, we're in week seven. So Hayden, uh, at the midway point in the season, what surprised you from last week? Well, I think there's an obvious pick and that's Texas A&M beating Alabama, but I'm going to give a shout-out to the Utah Utes. Surprised me, and I think a lot of people in the Pac-12, beating USC and L.A. for the first time since 1916. And I think that performance pretty much confirmed that USC is checked out for the season. That is their third blowout loss at home. Listen to these scores. They lost to Stanford 42-28, Oregon State 45-27, and Utah 42-26. I mean... This is unbelievable what we're seeing from the Trojans. Wheels are falling off the bus. Guys, in the afternoon on Saturday, Oklahoma and Texas played probably the game of the year. And then Bama A&M happened, and I think that might have surpassed it. That was just an absolutely crazy Saturday. Um, I think it's crazy that Spencer Rattler got benched, and uh, Oklahoma came back, and, and then obviously A&M upsetting Bama. Wow. Yeah, no, that was definitely, I didn't even watch the tail end of the A&M Bama game. Sounds like a cardinal sin, but the second A&M choked their lead, I thought, well, dang, there goes the one chance. They choked the lead, Bama took the lead by a touchdown, it's over, but Seth Small, man, that guy Came just up big. clutched up again. He did the same thing, was it two years ago versus Georgia to win the game? So uh, that, he's got the clutch gene. My surprise, UConn. UConn choked versus UMass. UConn had back-to-back weeks where it looked like they were going to win the game against Vanderbilt. And then, what was it, a week ago? They took Wyoming down to the wire, and they just choked. And so you're going against a winless UMass team. Yeah, it was on the road, but you really felt like UConn had this, and they got killed. It's a basketball school. (laughs) What do you expect? A women's basketball school. That is very true. UConn plays a winnable in-state rivalry this week. More on that game later. Okay. But before that, let's talk about who's been eating their Wheaties and who was eating their Wheaties in the Pac-12. Colt, we'll start with you. I don't know. Has this ever happened? The same guy twice in one season on Pacific POV? It it has definitely happened. Steven Montez comes to mind. Jaden Delora (laughs) is coming to mind all the time for me. I knew this one was coming. 399 (laughs) passing yards. Against, uh, you know, Tyler Budge's Oregon State team, who he was kind of, you know, ripping on throughout the entire game. Jaden Delora is a legit quarterback. He should have been the QB1, you know, from day one. There shouldn't have been any controversy. This guy's the real deal. Three touchdowns in a 31-24 to Washington State victory over Oregon State. Nick Rolovich is now 3-0 and versus the Beavers since 2019. Okay, he's got one ver- with the University of Hawaii and now two with Wazoo. Uh, I think uh, Rolo's been eating his Wheaties as well. Yeah, I see you had to throw out that step. The Beavers have not beat Washington State in, in nine years, which is holy cow. very bad. If we had a Budges haters, I would be talking <laughs> about how, how are we losing to this team from Pullman, and how have we won more games versus the Ducks and Washington, and now USC in the last nine years than we have against that team. And so it, it's kind of sad to keep losing to that team. But uh, Hayden, who was eating their Wheaties? 
I'm going to stay in the state of Arizona, and I'm going to go with the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Week, Tyler Johnson. He's been an absolute beast on the end for the Sun Devils. Five tackles, two had the, two of the team's five sacks on Tanner McKee. Called it last week. You guys didn't believe me, but I thought no, Tanner we, McKee. I leaned over to Colt multiple times. I was like, Hayden was like dead right on this game. Yep. That is exactly what happened. I, yeah. I, hey, can't. Say, I mean, uh, don't call me Nostradamus, but uh, I saw it coming. <laughs> and man, uh, yeah, Tyler Johnson's been a beast, absolutely eating his Wheaties, and was a fantastic performance from the Sun Devil defense. Tyler Johnson has not only been eating his Wheaties, he's also been eating his In and Out because uh, yeah. Colt, Colt and I were at In and Out, and Jaden Daniels after the game. Jaden Daniels was there. And then Tyler Johnson came and was no also kidding. in line. Yeah, so he was wearing, like, number 41, like, jacket, so it was very clear to see him. But Jaden Daniels, it took a second, we were like, that's Jaden Daniels. Wow. So that was pretty funny. I told him congrats on the win. He's now my favorite uh, college football player <laughs> Cole, since Cole Brennan. Cole held the door open for him, and I, I think I watched what a guy. the life <laughs> in his eyes. The gleam. Glean. Um, Player of the week, obviously his team had a horrible week, but Drake London, man. 16 receptions, 162 yards, and a touchdown. He was absurd for the Trojans, and and a team that's had a little bit of quarterback parity, he's been consistently good. But as we know, for everyone that's been eating their Wheaties, there are guys out there who are making poor decisions on game day. They're eating their Fruit Loops, it's sugary, it's slowing them down. I'll start back-to-back Fruit Loops for this one. Uh, Chance Nolan. I talked about it last week. We literally won the game, but I said, hey, if you have another bad performance like that, Chance, we're not going to win ballgames. He goes 11-25, 158, and two picks. Not going to get it done, and it didn't get it done this time. Budge, I had the exact same guy, but you know what? Since you went with him, I don't know if you guys saw the fight this past weekend, Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury, but Deontay Wilder was definitely eating his Fruit Loops. I mean, he was getting rocked left and right, and when it came down to the 11th round, he went sleeping. So I, I that's saw, what happens when you eat your Fruit Loops. I watched the knockout punch. That was impressive. Yeah, I heard I it was a good fight, though. It was a good fight. Okay. Just the Fruit Loops so caught up to him at the end. The yeah, yeah. At 11th round. yeah. So the first fight, it was uh, the the weight of the gear. I don't know if you heard that yes. excuse. And he now used that excuse. Now it's the Fruit Loops. Yeah, good, good, good. Well, Dorian Thompson Robinson has had one of the most underwhelming seasons out of any Pac-12 quarterbacks, and I would say the Pac-12 quarterbacks as a whole have been pretty disappointing. But DTR in the win last week, 8 of 19 for 82 yards through the air, one touchdown, one pick. His completion percentage was in the low 40s. He did have two rushing touchdowns, but he only had 28 rushing yards. And, yeah, that's an abysmal performance. And Against the worst defense yeah, in the Pac-12. I yeah, I think if UCLA, if you caught that game, if they played anyone else last week, they probably would have lost. Yeah, spooky for them uh, going forward. I mean, the Pac-12, you're right, you touched on it, always has the best passers, but honestly, this year, all the talk has been about the SEC. you got Bryce Young. <laughs> Bryce Young. <laughs> wow. You've got, I don't know what that was. you got Matt Corral. Um, you got a whole slew of quarterbacks coming out of the SEC now. All West Coast guys. I mean, that's from true, the, West Coast the fact that they're going to the SEC isn't, yeah. isn't a great yeah. look. At least the Big Ten's quarterbacks still suck. Uh, but we'll go. <laughs> wow. Now that we're talking Who even is Iowa's quarterback? I'm sorry. Spencer Petrus. Okay, I've Petrus. never heard of them. He's and they're the number good. two team in the country. He's not good. They're not, their defense is carrying them right now. But, but the Big Ten still has Michael Penix Jr. That's ah, true. Yes. That's true. <laughs> you can never forget about him. Uh, but we'll go into... He's actually been terrible this year, to be perfectly frank, though. We'll go to the big picture and talk national stories. And uh, first thing is we just got Hayden's top 25 off this morning on the Pacific POV account. So we have all three top 25s up. And I thought we'd maybe just talk, uh, defend some of our more bold choices um, Cole, we'll start with you. Probably your most notable feature, and you can talk about other things you've done, but Utah, all the way up at 25. You know, I think we might be sleeping on these guys. They have two decent losses against two top 25 teams in, I believe, BYU and San Diego State. And then this past weekend, they just absolutely dominated USC. And so I think we've actually been sleeping on this team. I thought their season was pretty much a wrap after their first couple of you weeks. You did have an egregious statement where you said the season was over for Utah. But honestly, you know, when you watch your parlay go down, you know, this past weekend in Utah, you start to put a little bit of respect on them. Um, I also have Coastal Carolina a little bit lower than probably the rest of the down field. Down at 21. Yeah, I just don't think they've played anyone, you know, significant enough to, to advance higher in these rankings. More on Coastal Carolina later. And then, you know, obviously the basics. You can't have... Ohio State ahead of Oregon, and you can't have ASU over BYU. Which are both things the AP poll has egregiously done. And the last point I want to make, 15, Baylor. They're currently unranked in the AP poll. I've got them 15. I think this is a team that's legit. 
uh, of course, with head coach Dave Aranda, who used to be the defensive coordinator at the University of Hawaii. Okay, we'll jump over to, to Hayden's top 25. It looks like Hayden uh, dogs at one yeah. is, is something. Oh, I thought Iowa was initially at number one. But no, it, looks it, like it, got it was Georgia. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. so Georgia's fixed. But uh, Hayden, why don't, why don't you give us your lowdown? All right, well, I think Georgia, Iowa, Cincinnati, top three, nothing controversial there. I did have Alabama at four because I had a little grading system that I just made up. I took the combined uh, margin of victory for everybody, and then I also did a point system based on, you like, you get a point for a win, you get half a point for a road win, you get three points for... If you beat a team 25 to 11, and you get four points if you beat a top 10 team. And honestly, that that like system of ranking, it didn't turn out too bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty I, good. I did have to make a couple tweaks to it. Like, coast, it, based on that, Coastal Carolina would have been a top 10 team. But they're undefeated. I mean, undefeated. They, 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 they're undefeated, <laughs> and their margin of victory is the second best in the country next to Georgia. Yeah. I did put them at 16. I think that's... Where are they ranked in the actual? Right around there in the they're, actual. They're AP right pool. around there. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you guys. I don't understand why teams with head-to-head wins are are like below. Yep. You know, like I doesn't make much sense. I, I do think ASU is a better team than BYU, but BYU has the head-to-head win. They were the better team that day. Therefore, BYU is in front. Same with Oregon and Ohio State. Same with Arkansas and Texas A&M down the line. And one team I did include. Well, you included Baylor. I had them at 19. I think. I don't know what world the AP is living in, not having them ranked. Yeah. I think they're better than it's NC really State. I think they're better than they're they're they've been better than Texas. I didn't to this rank point. NC State. Did any of us rank NC State? No. I don't think so. No. Yeah, no ranking for NC State. We all ranked um, Baylor. It looks like and pretty high. Like I had Baylor at 18, which and you said 19 was mm-hmm. your Baylor ranking. Cole had them at 15, so definitely consensus that Baylor's underrated right now. I noticed that me and Hayden both had Michigan State at number seven. So pretty high ranking there. I had Iowa at number one. Um, And I will defend it by saying I think that Iowa has the best win in the country right now. That win over Penn State. I think that's the best win in the country. And because of that, I think they should be above Georgia. I think people still consider Georgia's win over Clemson a top 10 victory. No. And Clemson is currently unranked. So that's my two cents in the matter. That's why I didn't include NC State because I don't think their win over that was their signature win to this point and I don't think it's that good. I just think all of our AP polls are way better than some of these ballots (laughs) on the actual AP poll. I mean when you look at it someone has Clemson ranked 15 someone has Texas A&M ranked 12th someone has Wake Forest ranked 12th someone's got um, Ole Miss ranked as high as 7 I mean like some of these decisions, I don't know where they're coming up with this. I don't know if individual AP, you know, ballot holders are trying to make their own push. So if they rank someone really high, maybe it'll, you know, adjust the line a little bit in terms of where the team falls in the final AP poll. Mm-hmm. But some of these rankings are egregious, and I think we've actually done a way better job. The last thing I'll say on this is I think we need to compl- – we, I think we can all agree preseason polls are, like, the stupidest thing ever. Agreed. Yep. And how the AP kind of corrects based on the preseason poll, yeah. not the actual performance. And yeah. I think that is kind of the most flawed aspect of the rankings. I agree, 100%. Well, with all this serious talk about AP rankings, let's, let's talk about something a little more lighthearted, and that is something that graces us uh, throughout College Football Month, and that's the commercials. So... <laughs> We're going to do some commercial power rankings, and uh, if you're not familiar with the commercial, you know, just let me know. Um, first commercial we have is, is the Calzone Little Caesars commercial. Um, that was a little I don't know if you guys have seen that one. <laughs> I, I, hey, last time I didn't know any of the commercials, I went through and researched all these, okay. so I have a pretty so, solid ranking Calzone, here. there's the Burger King TikTok commercial. Oh, gosh. It is arguably the worst commercial of all time. Somebody want to pull up some audio, maybe? Oh, Cole, you can do that. For a second, um, there's the progress. I'll pull up the co- progressive commercial. Oh my goodness, the Adams Family <laughs> commercial. There's the T-Mobile proposal. That one's pretty iconic. I feel like. Um, let's see. Com- progressive and then we've got commercial. the Liberty Mutual helicopter, which and I the- think's been running for a while now. It has been. Cole's playing the Burger King commercial. It's based on a really dumb TikTok trend. I don't know if I'll TikTok here. No, I mean, is this going to be on TikTok? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We're, we're putting up a video. We're trying something different with Zoom today. But the Burger King commercial is awful. This this audio you'll probably immediately know if you've been watching any college football or TV. Oh. 
the most irritating commercial of all time. I am ranking this dead last at five. I hate that film. I had that one at three. You had that one at three. Like okay. right in the middle. So if you want to hear mine, I'm just gonna go worst to best. Yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. You know, what? I'm I'm gonna make a little executive decision. I'm gonna put that at two. Second meaning the second to worst. Okay. okay. I think the worst is Burger King TikTok. Yes. I think we can all agree. Okay, that one also when okay whenever the Burger King TikTok commercial or the Progressive Adams Family commercial come on, I get like. Like angry, I get angry. My mood. No, you mute the TV. I literally Cole has watched me. I literally will scramble, find the remote, and mute the TV because I cannot handle it. Muting the TV during commercials is is just the move. I, I mean, I it, I've done that. I've been agree. doing that for a while. Uh, number two, I've got the Progressive Family. I, I just flipped it. Okay. Number Second three, I'm gonna go the Liberty Mutual helicopter, just because I feel like there's wow. nothing actually like special about it. And then four, I'm gonna go Little Caesars Crazy Calzone because it's kind of sus, like you, have, you guys mentioned. You have, you have T-Mobile proposal at one or at five? Being, being the best. Yeah. T-Mobile wow. is Why the not? best. Why wow. not? I think I it's funny. Laughed. I think it's kind of funny. I laughed at that. I love yeah. that. I you know I think it's a little cheesy. I put the Liberty Mutual helicopter one because you know it is really stupid, but <laughs> but at the end of the day, there's an emu and you have to respect it. Ah, uh, emu. And. Uh, I mean, the Calzone Little Caesars is, you know, I would agree, completely sus. So that's why... kind of wacky. Yeah. But Ad, I, I'm glad we all agree that the Burger King and the Adams Family ones are horrible. I would actually listen to the T-Mobile one, like on repeat. Okay, fine. Uh, it's better than the other <laughs> It's better than the other ones. You would listen on repeat? I think it's good. I think it's hilarious. What? Yes. It's amazing. Okay. Well, I, I just, I don't know what to say. I think you watched it for the first time like five minutes ago. So maybe we just need a... <laughs> Maybe like, I just gotta get it keep out of my playing system. It, keep playing it. Anyway, I don't want to hear it. I'm just gonna keep <laughs> watching it. You guys carry on with the rest of the show. I'm well, gonna just watch T-Mobile ads. An ad for an ad. There's something I want to ask you. Oh, um, the new iPhone 13 Pro. <laughs> okay. So while Colt plays us the T-Mobile commercial, we'll talk Heisman. <laughs> Heisman <laughs> favorites. Really Thanks, Colt, for that. T-Mobile well, commercial. It's not done yet. Okay. Switch to T-Mobile with me. We're going to T-Mobile, guaranteed, boys. Guaranteed there's somebody that's like just trying to get away from commercials and TV. They're like, I'm going to tune into Blaze Radio and like maybe get a break. And then they tune in and it's just like, we're playing ads. <laughs> we just paused. We sold out. Are we getting paid by T-Mobile for that? We could be now. We ranked them number one. All right. So let's, <laughs> now that we're done talking about trash commercials, let's talk about good players. All right. Uh, to this point, uh, Heisman races, dare I say, the most convoluted. Yep. I'll start. I'll start. Uh, Hayden. I got a good segue here. Okay. You said uh, trash commercials, good players. Good player from a trash city, Behan Robinson from Tucson, (laughs) uh, Texas. 125 carries, 789 yards. That's third in the country. Eight touchdowns. And then he's also a threat in the receiving game, which is what I think yeah. separates him from, say, a Kenneth Walker at Michigan State. Yeah, Kenneth right. Walker is the leading rusher in the country, but he only has 30 receiving yards, whereas Robinson has 169 receiving yards, two touchdowns, and no fumbles. I think that's pretty impressive yeah. uh, that he's he's targeted so heavily and, and has yet to turn the ball over. Yeah, to add to your point about Tucson, uh, I was at a Maroon 5 concert, and Adam Levine came up and, and said that... Uh, I mean, I can't really say exactly what he said, but he, he said that uh, Tucson is a crap hole. So that was... Really? Yeah. Wow. No, I'm not even kidding. He said it in front of everyone. He's like, yeah, we're far enough away from Tucson. So the dirty T is getting slandered wow. um, more than one place. My Heisman favorite, I'm going to say it's Bryce Young. And I, I think it was him by a long shot. Now that Bama lost, it's not him by as much. He still has 20 touchdown passes. Still is just doing phenomenal. Do you guys know who the leader in passing yards is right now? Who? Matt Corral. It's Brennan Armstrong. Virginia's quarterback. Really? His stats game by game against Louisville, 487 yards, 270, 407, 554 against North Carolina, 405 and 339. That's ridiculous. He has 2,500 passing yards and we're only halfway through the season, so... That's insane. I had no idea that he was doing that good. He's playing NCAA on freshman. (laughs) Exactly. Guys, my answer to this question is, honestly, it's kind of lame, but I've got no answer. You know, there's no Heisman moment so far <laughs> by any player so far this year. They're just going to throw the trophy in the trash this year. <laughs> I know. Like, Matt Corral had a game where he could have been the Heisman favorite. And then he lost in a, you know, really bad fashion. I mean, it was Bama, though. I, I know, but Bama just lost, which then kind of hurt Bryce Young's stock. And so I kind of want to look at Desmond Ritter a little bit. I know he didn't really shine in the Notre Dame game, per se, by himself. But... 
for him to lead a Cincinnati team and probably be the first group of five team to make the playoff since its inception, I think that's pretty notable. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, I'd say that's I say that's fair. I want to bring something else up um, in this national picture, and this is something I, I saw and I already told Colton Hayden about, but UConn is, is better than Alabama, um, yes. and this is why. So UConn lost by two to Vanderbilt. Colorado State also played Vanderbilt. They lost by three. Therefore, using the transitive property, UConn, better than Colorado State. Colorado State beat San Jose State. San Jose State beat Hawaii. Hawaii beat Fresno State. Fresno State beat UCLA. UCLA beat LSU. LSU beat Mississippi State. Mississippi State beat Texas A&M. And lo and behold, Texas A&M defeated Alabama this week. Therefore, UConn is better than Bama. I rest my case. Also, Hawaii is better than Bama. I rest my by, case as by well. That, by that as well, yes. Also, that means Oregon State is better than Bama. Yes. So, True. And ASU. And ASU. We're three for three. Okay. Holy cow. Yeah, so we'll jump into our week six picks. Um, we're going to be doing Oklahoma State at Texas. Kentucky at Georgia. We could do BYU at Baylor because there's not yeah. a terrible amount of right games. Or we games. could do App State Louisiana, which I believe is, is going on right now. It's a right Tuesday now. game. I looked up. It, they had a bye last week. I was like, what a quick turnaround. It technically is a Week 7 game, even though it's on a Tuesday. Weird. It's kind of like how the Mac would do that. But like Maction. But like, when is the cutoff between a Week 6 game and a Week 7 game? I think game? Wednesday. I think Wednesday because I remember they would do Mac games. Yeah. In the past, and Wednesday was still technically part of the previous week. So Thursday is kind of like the new Monday. I for guess. The new Monday. All right. Well, let's talk about this first game. Uh, we've got number 12, Oklahoma State, at number 25, Texas. The Longhorns coming up just short last week. Oklahoma State got a little momentum here. Cole, who you got? I've got Oklahoma State. As much as I'd root for, you know, Texas to win this game because, you know, I kind of want some of that chaos. Oklahoma State had a bye last week, okay? They're also undefeated. I, I think they're probably way more prepared. I'm not going to go against Mike Gundy and his scheming. And and Texas, you know, they lost a heartbreaker versus Oklahoma. That kind of hurts. So even though Texas is favored by 5.5, give me Oklahoma State. Um, when I was going through and doing my rankings, Oklahoma State is actually one of the worst, based on my uh, my little criteria. Yeah, is one of the is is actually the worst undefeated team wow. out of the undefeated teams. And if you just look at their margin of victory, their biggest win this year is by 11 points. It was 31-20 over Kansas State. Yeah, they beat Missouri State 23 to 16. They barely they beat Tulsa by five, Boise by one. They did beat Baylor by 10 last week, but I think maybe a little bit of fool's gold there. So I'm going to take Texas to rebound after that gut-punching loss. Yes. Oh, my I mean, goodness. That, they losing in that fashion, I just can't even imagine. But we're going to see what Sark's team is made of, what kind of resolve they have, and yeah. I think they can get it done. Yeah, I've got Texas as well. Uh, two words, no mullet. Mike Gundy does not have a mullet this season. I think finally wow. we're going to see his mullet powers or lack thereof coming to effect. We've got the biggest game of the week. Number 11, Kentucky at number 1, Georgia. Kentucky looking to prove they are not fraudulent. Uh, Colt, you're shaking your head over there. Kentucky's fraudulent. That, that's what it is. I would love, oh my goodness, if Kentucky beats Georgia, that would be the most beautiful thing this season in college football. That would be even better than A&M beating Bama. But Georgia is way too damn good, and they're favored by 22.5 in this game. I don't even think Kentucky covers that. Yeah, I, I also have Georgia for the same reason. Yeah, I've, I've got Georgia. That that defense, man. They've it's given filthy. up 39 points this year, and they've played six games. I mean, um, that's just ridiculous. Insane. And I, I don't think Kentucky's fraudulent, but, I mean, I think if Georgia's offense has trouble getting going, it could be a little bit closer yeah. uh, at, at, at first. But they're playing at home, and I just think they'll handle this game. I would love for Kentucky to win. Kentucky, oh, yeah. A Kentucky win would... Truly cast this into tw 2007 Paul vibes. Feinbaum would lose his mind. Paul Feinbaum would. Oh I saw gosh. him freaking out over the Bama loss. Oh. He was crying. It I was hilarious. I can't stand that guy. Neither can I. He's, <sighs> I he's just... the biggest SEC homer of all time, and he loves Bama. He just... Yeah. Anyways, we've got BYU at Baylor, 19th BYU. We all think Baylor should be ranked, so it might as well be a top 25 matchup. I'll go first. I think I think BYU rebounds, and I think they get an Ooh. impressive win. I don't think they're necessarily better than Baylor, but I think they actually get a gutsy win here uh, with Kalani Sataki. I think BYU is going to crater, and I'll and I'll tell you why. Wow, they've got Baylor this week. I believe they have Washington State 
yep. next week. Mm-hmm. I'll, spo- I'll spoil my pick. I think they're going to lose that game. I just think, for some reason, they kind of just put all the chips to the center of the table in their first three games. They laid it all out there. But I think... Even though they've won most of their games, I think there's a blueprint to beat them. Just don't make mistakes. And that offense is really nothing special. And they're slow. They're not very athletic. Wow, Hayden is going Yeah, I just I think they're going to crater, and I think they'll finish with seven or eight wins this year. So I'm going to take Baylor. Wow. You know, as an ASU fan, like we all are, I think we don't want BYU to keep losing games. We don't want them to completely crumble. Yeah, Right. And so... I think Baylor's going to win this game, however. I think this is going to be their statement game. I think Dave Aranda's going to be you know, telling the troops, hey, they're disrespecting us out there in the AP poll. No one thinks we should be ranked right now. Let's show them why we should be. And so yeah. I think they're going to come out. I think they're actually going to hammer BYU. All right. Wow, interesting. While you think they're going to hammer BYU, I think you should hammer BYU if you're a betting man. <laughs> okay. Um, next we have our upset pick. So... Uh, Colt, who do you have winning? Since you're the upset pick guy. Upset pick guy. I've got TCU over Oklahoma. I know last week I kind of fumbled the bag with the uh, Syracuse-Wake Forest pick. Overtime, though. Didn't exactly work out, but you know what? I'm taking TCU over Oklahoma this week. I don't care that Oklahoma's favored by 14. TCU dropped 52 points last week against Texas Tech. I think that offense is super good, and I think Oklahoma... I don't know. They, they keep getting all these fluky wins, and I think this is when it ends. I want them out of the top ten. Get them out of there. All right. Yeah, Oklahoma should not. I'm just going to quickly. I, I think Oklahoma's going to win. They should not be a top ten team. Yep. I think the only thing really, even though in my rankings, I, they were technically, their final ranking was worse than Oregon and Ohio State. So they really should be like 11 or 12. The only thing holding them up is their brand. But yeah. my upset yeah. pick, by the way, I've got two straight. I picked Stanford, Oregon, and then I got... Okay. Boise over BYU. So yeah. Maybe not quite on Colts Some level yet. Some credit here. Maybe, maybe not quite on Colts level yet, but I'm, I'm, achi- I'm striving there. for that. Uh, I'm going to take Boston College over NC State. I don't think that's really a bold take. That's kind of Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah I Mickey mean, Mouse upset pick. Uh, uh, NC State, we obviously talked about it earlier. Their yeah. signature win, Clemson, not that impressive. And Boston College, I think they're 4-1. and one. I didn't even know that. It's pretty sneaky, but uh, they play at home, and I'm going to take the Eagles. Yeah, um, my upset picks, I feel like I've been overthinking them, so I'm not going to overthink this week. I've got Michael Penix Jr. beating Michigan State. Wow! I've got them handing Michigan State their first loss. I think, you look at Indiana's three losses, right? You've got a loss to Indiana. or (laughs) Well, they've been beating themselves. They beat themselves. They got a a loss (laughs) to Cincinnati. They got a loss to Penn State. They have a loss to Iowa. Three top five teams right now. So, I mean, Penn State is... I don't even know what the AP has them at. Yeah, you're really high on Indiana. You've been I'm, convincing me every time we have a conversation about Indiana that they're legit. And I'm like, Budge, I don't know. And you're like, see, you know I'm what? Not, they are. I'm not necessarily high on Indiana. I'm at the exact same level that I was on Indiana at the start of the season, which is like, yeah, decent, maybe low top 25 team. I feel like after they lost all these big games, everyone thought they would win. Everyone just completely tanked on their Indiana stock. I don't think you, you tank just quite yet. They entered the season overrated. They're now underrated. I think we picked yes. them to right the ship for that segment a couple weeks ago. I think we may have. We I think did. We may have. So. Uh, so we'll jump over to Colts Corner and do one for the little guy. Okay, Budge already touched on it. Okay, UMass improves to 1-5 after you know their win against UConn this past weekend. <laughs> it's their first win since 2019. Just had to drop that in there. Also, Boise State upsetting BYU on the road. That's a huge for the little guy. Okay, Mountain West getting some love, but it's typical Boise State fashion. But the team that I've kind of disrespected, and I haven't even chosen them for this segment, you know, so far this year, is Coastal Carolina. They are 17-1 and since the start of last season. Their only loss came in the bowl game against Liberty last year in OT. Yeah. Jamie Chadwell's their head coach. He is legit. I wouldn't be surprised if he jumps up to the Power 5 ranks maybe as soon as next year. I don't know if USC is targeting him. Or maybe the Raiders. I have no idea. You gotta love Coastal <laughs> Carolina. You just gotta. Yeah, I've been. You know, I I've, I've overlooked them, and even in the rankings, when when I have them kind of low, I I, I don't think that they have the you know the non conference games and the wins yet on their resume, but I definitely think they've been beating teams like this past weekend, fifty two to twenty win over you know it's kind of a pathetic Arkansas State team, but Grayson McCall is legit. He kind of reminds me of 2007 Colt Brennan, where he's not really getting a lot of love, but he's definitely dominating. But like I said, even though if they go undefeated, you know, it would be tough though for them to miss out on a New Year's Six bowl game 
especially with Coastal, with uh, Cincinnati up there. Like, if for whatever reason Cincinnati doesn't make the playoff, yeah, and Cincinnati takes that New Year's Six bowl spot, and Coastal doesn't get it, I think at the very least you got to get them at a Power Five. Like playing a Power Five team. No, but that would be tragic. I mean, you know how much money is inside these like New Year's Six bowl games? It, it's actually like at least like eleven dollars. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's transforming programs. So I think you know, I think Coastal should definitely get get that spot. Like I would take, for example, when we're talking about the Orange Bowl, it's an automatic bid for an ACC team. Give me Coastal Carolina over Wake Forest if Wake Forest wins out the ACC. And so I think maybe we should relook how we. Uh, put teams into the new year six indeed one one for the little guy as they say uh we'll jump into our pac 12 picks for week seven pac 12 and week six pretty unpredictable i would say i think we had two of those games they were four games go maybe other than what most people expected although i got i know you guys had washington state uh hayden what do our standings look like so we're all exactly one game apart Coming in at the top is myself at 31 and 17, and second, Tyler at 30 and 18, and then Colt at a very respectable 29 and 19. Ah, I appreciate Colt's that. Colt's in third, though, right? Colt's in third. <laughs> All right. He's been, he's been chipping his way in. He's, he's getting back up there. I was 3 and 1 this past week. There we Not go. Bad. There we go. I did. I lost some ground. I lost some ground. But uh, we've got a nearly full slate. We've got five games this week Oregon State and USC taking buys, two teams that I think need it at this point. Let's start at the top. We got Cal at number nine, Oregon. This just screams blowout for me. I mean, yeah. you have Cal <clears throat> who has, man, I, mean, I yeah. thought we were all kind of, uh, you know, counting them out a little bit at the beginning of the season, but they have found a way to underachieve despite pretty tempered expectations. So um, I feel kind of dumb for just saying I think the Ducks are going to blow them out, but you kind of just get that feeling coming off a loss in a bye week that Oregon's going to win this game big, and I'm going to I'm going to say that's what's going to happen. Yeah, it's yeah. a Friday night. I don't think there'll be any flukiness, though. I've got Oregon dominating Cal. They've just been uh, crappy all season. Yeah, I'm, something people forget is uh, Cal beat Oregon last season. People forget really? about that. Really? I always forget. Yeah, I Cal didn't even remember Cal defeated Oregon. I don't think it happens this year. As much as I would love Oregon State to preserve their number one spot in the North mm-hmm. because they still are in first place, I do think the Ducks win this one. I think they win it handily, but... Cal, go out there, prove me wrong. What are the Wilcox has got to be on the hot seat, right? I think the only thing holding him up is is recruiting at this point. They're recruiting at a decently high level. More on that later, but yeah, I think if they finish with less than three wins, he's he's got it. The seat's got to be on fire. All right, uh, next game: Arizona State at Utah. I will actually be at this game. So really, um, go wow. Devils! Wow. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, sorry well, about that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if they can that. break the Utah curse. Um, Man, I just think something about playing at Salt Lake City, just it's always such a big game for both of these teams. Um, but I'm going to say ASU learns from their mistakes. They don't make the same mistake twice on the road. Uh, Rice Eccle Stadium is going to be very rowdy. Mm-hmm. It is a very hard place to play. But I'm going to say ASU pulls together and finds a way to win, essentially sealing up the Pac-12 South. This is such a sketchy game. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Utah looked so good last week against USC. And ASU looked good as well. But, I mean, if you look at the betting lines right now, it's honestly, it's, it's a pick em. And so I'm just going to go with ASU because I want them to win. But really, I could totally see the upset, and I'm very scared. Yeah, I we thought the ASU at UCLA game was the biggest game for the South. And once we won that, we were like, wow. But all of a sudden, Utah smacks around USC, and it's like, oh my goodness, this might be the game for the South. Mm-hmm. And who knows, maybe USC writes the ship by the time we play them, and it's like, whoa, the USC game has big implications to it. And honestly, ASU schedule looks more daunting as this season goes on. You've got Washington State suddenly springing an impressive win. Yep. Oregon State already looks good. All of a sudden, it's like, this is going to be dangerous down the stretch, and ASU is going to have to be on their A game, and they'll have to be on their A game and get the win here. I've got ASU winning... I think they continue the role, but you cannot have an off night in this Pac-12 schedule. Woo! Uh, we've got Arizona. Do we know when ASU's buy is? Do we? Have- it's the it's next week. Okay. So it's after this. So we are we needed. need that. We yeah, need that. Uh, next game, it is the toilet bowl of the Pac-12, baby. Arizona. Oh, dude, I am so excited for this game. Arizona at Colorado. Uh, oh my gosh! <laughs> I think Arizona gets their first win. Wow. Yeah. 
all this this uh, manure and just sewage in Tucson. I, I think <laughs> wow. they finally flush it down the toilet. They finally get it out of there. I think Arizona gets it done. They're slowly getting better. If you kind of watch these games, <laughs> they kind of hang in there for like the first half. They were in it a little bit with UCLA. They've got nothing to lose. Yeah, and Colorado. I mean, I was pretty high on them when they were like duking it out with AM, but they've suddenly fallen off a cliff. And so I've got U of A. Uh, making a comeback and getting their first win. If you would have asked me this in the third quarter before Jordan McLeod got hurt, I would have picked Arizona. But Jordan McLeod suffered a season-ending injury, and he brought a different dimension to that offense, and it really showed. I mean, he was a little careless with the football, but, I mean, he was a serious threat. But now they've got a sitting duck in Gunnar Cruz back there, and I Uh. think Colorado will do just enough to win at home, extending Arizona's... I believe the longest in the nation losing streak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, both the I, it has to be. It has to. It, be. I think it is. Uh, they're both very bad. Colorado, when they had, like hung around with USC for a few quarters, I thought maybe, but then USC got blown out again, and so I think it's they're both really bad. And I think the difference is the McLeod injury. I think Colorado wins. It's at home, which also the mile high. It's not going to be easy for Arizona. So yeah, Colorado winning. Um, we got next game. This one. I dare I say this is the most interesting game this week. Stanford at Washington State. I think oh, there's man. no question where I'm going with this. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking Jaden DeLore. Yeah, we know Colts. Baby. And Nick Rolovich. I think Washington State, as I said at the beginning of the season, second in the North. I think they're going to no. get this done, and they're going to prove it here. That they're a legit team. Jaden DeLore, legit QB1. So can we confirm just now, Colt <laughs> doubled down halfway through yes. the season on his Washington State second in the North. Pick. Yes. Wow. I mean, I've honestly gone back and forth on this game. I think this might be the toss-ups of toss-ups. You have Washington State, who had a statement win last week, like we were talking about. Their defense has to be the most surprising unit of any unit in the country this year. Jaden Delore has been playing uh, with his with his hair on fire. And Stanford, I think, kind of got exposed last week. I mean, mm. their running game is subpar. Tanner McKee... I think ASU kind of provided a blueprint on how you slow them down, and I think Washington State takes advantage, and they're going to get themselves right in the thick of things in the north with a huge win over the trees. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's I'm I'm All surprised. Right. I'm not surprised by your pick. I'm or by Colts pick. I am surprised by your pick. Um, I don't know if you guys watched the Oregon State's Washington State game. No. But it was 10-3 at the half. Oregon State was winning. Washington State's offense did not look good. Uh, Jaden Delore did not look good. And in the second half, they had a few quick hitters. They had big plays. Oregon State suddenly got the running game going. The Oregon State defense was exhausted. Washington State was hitting big plays. Oregon State was hitting big plays. Everything opened up. And Oregon State led a team that they really outplayed beat them because of a few big plays and busted coverages. Uh, I think this Washington State team is overrated. I've got Stanford winning by multiple touchdowns. I think Tanner McKee and the Stanford offense are going to absolutely pick apart the Cougars. The Cougars' defensive line got absolutely moved around by Oregon State that whole game. So I think Stanford comes out here and they squash little Washington State's uh, Pac-12 hopes before they can get started here. So I didn't got, like the pick, but that was a respectable analysis. Yeah, that I was mean, really I, good. Th- thanks, Cole. I, I <laughs> appreciate that. Next game, we got UCLA at Washington. Another fairly intriguing game, I'd say. Man, I think UCLA is, has really fallen on hard times. They're coming off a win. But it was probably one of the more unimpressive wins we've seen out of any team this year. DTR just looks terrible. I mean, I don't know if you guys watched that game. It was on really late at night. but It was. DTR, he's kind of sucks, man. He's not good. <laughs> Washington obviously had a heartbreaking loss to Oregon State. The bye came at just the perfect time. And I think that's going to just give them enough of an edge. And they're at home. And I think it's going to be close, maybe overtime. But I'm going to say the Huskies win yeah. in a low-scoring game. You know, Hayden, I agree. I think UCLA has fallen off, but I don't think they've fallen off that much. And because of that, I've got UCLA over UW. Even though I noticed that UW is favored by two, I think UCLA is still a legit team. I think DTR can have a good game. I still think he has that potential. I think they bounce back from a couple shaky 
Shaky games. I think uh, UCLA is running into the team that, that was them two years ago mm. when they sucked horribly the worst <laughs> you can out of conference, but then comes in a conference and is going to just beat some people. I think Washington is a menace in the Pac-12, and they're going to win games like this. ASU is a road game in Seattle this year. I don't like that at all. I don't like it I don't like all. it. Washington is going to be an absolute menace, so I have the Huskies winning this one. Oregon State and USC on buys, so we'll see what they do. Uh, but we're done with our Pac-12 picks. We'll hop into Hayden's recruiting corner where we'll get a little recruiting update. All right, so I'll just go 12-1. to 1. Not much movement in the standings. Uh, coming in at the bottom is ASU. However, things picking up a little bit. Let's Looks go! like some commits are possibly going to be committing here in the coming weeks, so that's very exciting. But so far, just the sheer numbers have not been there. And then I'll go 11 through 6. We've got Utah, Wazoo, Oregon State, Washington coming in at number 7, Cal, which is pretty good compared to where they've been in the past, and number 6, Colorado. Washington surprisingly low. Yeah. Uh, they do have three. They have a similar problem to ASU. They have three four-star recruits, but... They only have 10 commits. ASU only has five commits, which is why they're at the bottom. But Washington, uh, yeah, a little disappointing. Coming in at five is UCLA. No big surprise. The LA schools always recruit well. At number four is Arizona, which is kind of fool's gold because they just lost one of their biggest commits, three-star cornerback, and expect more to follow. I think some other guys are looking at other places. I know they just got a big four-star recruit. Yeah, if you're the third best team in Arizona, it's hard to lure people in. Who turned around and already took another visit somewhere else. Mm. So that tells you kind of what you need to know there. And then top three, SC, Stanford, and Oregon, the cream of the crop, who just landed a four-star linebacker, Devon Jackson. That was a big get for them. So that's, that's about it for the recruiting update. Expect more guys to commit here in the coming weeks. And... I'm really excited to see how this uh, year finishes out. I think, obviously, being an ASU homer sucks to see them at the bottom. Why, though? See, that's my question. Why is U of A at four and ASU all the way at the bottom of the totem Well, board? they factor in, like, commits. And yeah. it, if you don't commit, get commits early in the recruiting cycle, it's just going to reflect okay. poorly. Right. And, and something <clears throat> for, with Arizona is usually when you get a new head coach, true, okay. you, it gives guys hope. You know, that you're going to get the thing turned around. But then but they watch the product. Then they watch the product, and I think Ooh. some of the luster has come off of Jed Fish already over there. And then ASU, and Utah does this every year, where they start out with like five commits, and then they just fly up the boards at the end of the season. Whittingham just procrastinates. Yeah, and I think Oregon State has slowly gotten up in terms of, you know, they've kind of been at 12-11, but now they're creeping up towards the middle of the pack, which is good. And then Washington State is kind of similar. They're in there at 10, but um, kind of a, a weird standings yeah. this year. Yeah. Arizona, like we said, it's very high. But we'll see what happens. It'll be exciting to see uh, how, this, how these classes turn out. And the Braves just beat the Brewers. Really? Yes. Yeah, Colt is wow. he's yeah, having a rough day Colton today. Colton Wong, uh, the Hawaii guy, he just uh, lost. We just spoiled it for somebody who was you know, recording it or <laughs> yeah. something. Uh, how's that uh, Louisiana game going? Twenty to six at half in favor of the Cajuns. Wow! Look at the Raging Cajuns getting beat up. All right. Well, we'll jump ahead into fact or fiction. Let's go. We've got a good one today, boys. Here we go. I'll start off with you know one that uh, is pertaining to us. Um, something we've talked about a little. I know you guys how you guys feel about BYU this week, but imagine BYU wins this week and wins out from here. Fact or fiction, a one-loss ASU team with a Pac-12 championship should be in over a one-loss BYU squad. I say fiction. Fact. Fact. Okay. I think there's something to be said about a conference championship. I agree, but not against the team that beat you. I don't think BYU is going 11-1, and one, so I think I mean, it but depends. But if they did. But if they did. If they did, oh, man. I and still came think down I to Four or five. I still think a conference. There's something to be said about a conference championship. But what if it was over a five-loss Stanford? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ooh, um, I know. I'll question. say this. I know ASU fans would actually probably be more happy with a Rose Bowl appearance than a playoff appearance. What? That's ridiculous. I disagree. No, I disagree. Ask any ASU fan. Really? No. Yep, absolutely. The Rose Bowl means more. What about Rose Bowl in the playoff? What do you mean the Rose Bowl win means more? There's nothing Ask that means more than the playoff <laughs> and a chance to win a natty. This is coming you have from to, a Hawaii fan yeah, that has no exactly. hopes of ever going. Ask <laughs> any ASU wow. fan who's been here, who has uh, been around the program for more than five years. 
The Rose Bowl well, that means more than a national championship. <laughs> um, just, just the Rose Bowl is so special. I mean, it, I think it's different than any other New Year's Six game. I would agree. Just, just the history of it. Orange and Bowl. <laughs> the history of it, and just I don't know. It's iconic, and obviously, if if you could say ASU will win the Natty, ASU will win the Rose Bowl, you would take the Natty. But I think the odds are, if they get faced up against Georgia. I think we all know how that's going to turn out, which uh, isn't uh, pretty. Yeah, I see what you're win, saying. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, there. fair enough. Fair enough. That was a little out of pocket, but we'll let it fly. Uh, fact we'll do a poll on Twitter. <laughs> we'll do a poll on Twitter. <laughs> okay, okay. I promise. Okay. Fact or fiction, Nebraska will go bowling this year. They need three more wins. Three more wins to go to a bowl game. Who's left? They play at Minnesota, Purdue, Ohio State, at Wisconsin, and Iowa. Ooh, yeah. Give me three. Give me Purdue. Uh, Minnesota, two, and then who, who else is left? O- Ohio State, Wisconsin, Iowa. They beat Wisconsin. Okay, you think they're winning all the winnable games. Yes. So, fact fact from Cole. Okay, can you repeat that? Because I was still kind of fuming over the, the, the Rose, Rose Bowl, Bowl thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. gotcha. At Minnesota. And who is this again? I'm, I totally blanked on it. Nebraska. Okay. Nebraska. Do they go to a bowl <laughs> game is what you're asking. Do they go to the Rose Bowl? No, I'm just kidding. Do they go to a bowl <laughs> game? At Minnesota, I mean, Purdue, Ohio State, at Wisconsin, Iowa. No. No, no. Yeah. I think I think they'll beat one of Minnesota, Purdue. They go four and eight. Wow! Oh yeah. man, that, I mean, they that just went be... down to the wire with Michigan. I mean, what, they look pretty it's college decent. football, man. What sucks about Nebraska season is they've had all those close games against good teams, and, and well, and a terrible loss to Illinois. Though yeah. you look at their their rest of your schedule, like Minnesota, Purdue, Wisconsin are the three they can win. Ohio State and Iowa. That's it's probably not going to happen. Six and six looks like the best possible scenario. For Scott Frost right now. I agree. Which is kind of sad. Well, maybe they could beat Ohio State, though. I mean, I, I'm i not going to lie. It's at it's in Nebraska. Book it. It's you get a rowdy crowd. You're okay. getting that from me. Colt's booked in it. With I'm his, putting $5 on it right now. <laughs> Let's do it. With his wazoo pick. Uh, here we go. Fact or fiction, Grayson McCall will end with the highest quarterback rating in the country. He currently has the highest quarterback rating at 234, which is the highest I have ever seen. Fact. They play a crappy schedule. Uh, who's the? Do we know who the second closest is? Or um, I can probably sure. pull that up. I mean, I would say. I think f- it was Mordecai. Okay. Ooh, Tyler I'll, Mordecai I'll, I'll say fact now. then. Oh, uh, Kenny Pickett from from Pitt, and then C.J. Stroud, Casey Thompson from Texas. Okay. So I'll say fact. They just they don't play anybody. Yeah. Like Colt said. So you light it up. Yeah. But yeah, he has been lighting it up. Uh, he had that one game with. Oh, he like threw like two incompletions and like nearly three hundred yards. Uh, on his first Beautiful. pass attempt this past weekend, ninety-nine yard touchdown. Beautiful. Boom. All right, fact or fiction, Clemson wins out. Fiction. Someone's going to get them. I don't even think they – who do they play this week? Uh, Syracuse, I think. Give me Q's. <laughs> wow. You had wow. Syracuse winning last week. Yep. Fact or fiction, uh, Florida Il- International University receiver Whoa. Tyrese Chambers, who's currently fifth in the country in receiving yards, will get a photo of himself on ESPN before the end of the season. He does not currently have a photo uploaded to ESPN. Wow, that's disrespectful. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they correct those things mid-season, so I'll say fiction because wow. maybe next season. <laughs> I don't know. Could you imagine? Like you're just like, oh, it's just the FIU logo. Everyone else gets their photos. <laughs> I'm gonna say up there. fact. You gotta, you gotta put some respect in this guy's name. Jeez. Maybe we could get it started. Maybe they accept uploads. ESPN's listening we, right now. We upload a photo of Colt for for Tyrese Chambers. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, fact or fiction, two teams from one conference will be in the college football playoff. Fact. Big Ten or SEC, someone's getting two. I'm going to say fiction. I think the SEC doesn't get two in, and I don't think the Big Ten gets two in. I think the Big Ten, as this season shakes out, I think they all start to beat up each other, and then you have one SEC, one Big Ten, one Big 12, and then a good old Cincinnati in there. Fair enough. If not ASU. I thought Colt was going to go fiction, three teams from the American or something uh, like that. No, I had Hawaii on the uh, fifth. Yeah, fiction. It's San Diego State, Hawaii, Fresno, and Cincinnati. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> NASU. And NAU. Okay. Fact, fact <laughs> or fiction, this has been the worst month for commercials this entire year. Mm, I don't know. I, I've seen some rough ones in the past. I like I said, I I try to mute them. Yeah. So I'll say fiction because, man, I think the worst for me was was during COVID at the beginning of the baseball season. 
um, like opening day of 2020 last year because they played like the same three commercials because uh, nobody, yeah. nobody so wanted. So the Wendy's Biggie Bag commercial was all they oh. played the whole time. So I'll say that was probably the worst era of commercials. I'm going to say fiction because Tyler mutes all the commercials, so I don't even get to hear them. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. All right. Uh, fact or fiction, if UConn loses to Yale, they should be relegated to the FCS. They play Yale this week. That's disrespectful to the FCS. I mean, the FCS is better than UConn. Get them, like, below. Is there a Division Four? Because that's yeah, where yeah. UConn should NAIA. be. Wisconsin-Whitewater, I think, is the dominant force. Get them right. lower than that. UConn's a basketball stool. Stool. Yeah, you guys are a basketball stool. Stop it. <laughs> All right. You said. I mean, yeah, I think I think their program might cease to exist before too long. So right. I'll say fact. Wow. Okay. Uh, fact or fiction? Bama covers their daunting 17-point spread versus Mississippi State. Fact. I would not want to play Nick Saban <laughs> after a loss. Yeah. I would not want to do that. I agree with that. Fact. I think that's an easy lock. Uh, fact or fiction? Someone not named Georgia will be ranked number one before bowl season comes. Ooh, yeah. I'm gonna say fact. I, I think Georgia could lose to the SEC in the SEC championship game to Bama. So then that would then increase uh, Cincinnati stock and put Cincinnati at number one. Wow. I'll say fact. Okay. I'll say fact. Yeah. We get a couple of facts out of that. Fact or fiction? ESPN should do the Manning cast, the Peyton Manning, Eli Manning yes. broadcast for the Ole Miss Tennessee game. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're smart. 100%. But I, I don't know if they're smart. I've heard no plans to do that, but uh, last one. I think we know what team this will revolve around. Fact or fiction, Carson Strong will have five total touchdowns versus Hawaii. No, fiction. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it will not happen. The Hawaii defense is absolutely godly. And once again, Darius Musau is an absolute beast. He's a beast in the college football revamp video game, and he's a beast in real life. This, Cole, this what's game, your record in the college football revamp uh, video game? Two and four. It doesn't matter, though. Okay, I'm playing on all-American offense. It's pretty tough. But anyways... The University of Hawaii is going to get it done this weekend. Okay, They're going to beat Nevada, and they're going to march their way into the Mountain West Championship game, get themselves in the top 25 for like the first time in like six or seven years. All right. And I'll, say, I'll say fiction, but he has four passing and one rushing. So five total. It was five total. Oh, that it was. was. The prompt. So fact. So fact. There you go. <laughs> All right. There you go. Yeah, so we'll go forward to the spelling game. Colt actually lowered his offensive sliders to varsity, just FYI, after he went 2-4 and four. <laughs> in NCAA 14. But uh, it's time to torture Colt with some, uh, oh, some brutal, names. Man. I'm going to start with mine. And Colt, I've got, we, how many have you gotten right this year? Can you remember? One? I got one. I think he's got two. He's got two? He got two of mine. Okay. So you got a chance to get one of mine. Here we go. He's a defensive lineman from Colorado. Are you ready? Sorry, it was one, but plus a Mickey Mouse one because I had, had like three, a third. Uh, three picks. That's Mickey what Mouse. it was. It was Mickey Mouse. That's what it was. You're okay, right. who's your guy, Budge? You have a chance to get a non-Mickey Mouse win, which would be big for you. Yes, sir. Uh, Kanan Turnbull. Oh, boy. A defensive lineman from Colorado. Kanan. C. Incorrect. That is that is incorrect. It hmm. is not a C. Kanan? You so have, I, I knew a Kanan in like school growing up, and he spelled it with a C. Okay, not C. K. Yeah. Kanan. K-A? Yes. The pronunciation is, by the way, it's validated on this. So. Y? Incorrect. <laughs> Kanan? How did your friend Kanan spell his name? It was C-A-N-N-A-N. This is K-A-N-A-A-N, Kanan. And Turnbull was pretty easy, T-U-R-N-B-U-L-L. I'm sorry, Colt, you, uh, you will not be getting your second real oh. correct spelling, but you got a chance. You've got a chance with Hayden. We'll see what Hayden brings out. i got to say, Colorado's a minefield. I always go to yes. their roster to look for I can't people. remember what his name was. It was like Brayden Finesseth. I brought it up <laughs> yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah, Finesseth. <laughs> I cannot wait to crack that one wow. out. We'll see. All right. So um, this is a walk-on. <laughs> running back at the University of Utah. So I you, can tell by like the shake in your voice that it's about to be a good yeah, one. I can tell. You might hear it, and and this is just one of those. Uh, this is one of those ones. <laughs> Braden Whistler. How hard could this be? Braden <laughs> Whistler. Come on, Colt. A lot of different ways to spell Braden, though. B. B. Yeah. R. A. Mm -hmm. D. Incorrect. Okay. Should not have gone for the most simple spelling, <laughs> Colt. B. R. Colt is focusing. Look at him. His A. Mm -hmm. 
Y? Incorrect. Uh, they, how else do you spell Braden? Is it B-R-A-E? Yeah. D-E? D-O. Ah. B-R-A-E-D-O-N. Whistler. W-I-S-S-L-E-R. Braden Whistler. Colt's checking his sources. Braden? Braden. That's dumb. I don't like that. Maybe you can email him because I think his email was listed on the roster. And so, I think so. Why? Usually, they, usually they have Radon. coach emails. Cole, if you email him, email Kyle, Kyle Whittingham and ask for his parents. Let's and, get them on the show. And so, at what point did you realize you wanted to ruin your child's life? <laughs> I know. What, what conference God. are we doing this week? Okay, so we got the Ohio Valley Conference, oh, and go. might I add the Long Island Sharks. Got the dove in last week's mascot match. Really? The shark, that's some diversity. The king of the I didn't sea. even know Long Island University had a football team. I, I, I've never heard of I'm that I'm not going to lie, neither did I. So, uh, All right, so we got a pretty intriguing conference. Small conference. Small conference. There's only a few teams. A lot of birds. So we're going to have a nice uh, aerial section. Okay. Okay. So we're going to start out with the Austin PA Governors. Um, I always call them Austin Pay. Austin I don't know Pay? if that's correct. I, I don't. I call it PA Austin Pay. I don't. Know. I was pronouncing somebody else wrong. Uh, who was it? You remember I who you, I was you pronouncing? You don't say right? prestige. You say was prestige. it Duquesne or Duquesne? Pres- prestige. You say prestige or something? No, I don't. I said prestige. I said prestige. Prestige. I don't know what you're talking about, Cole. I was looking at the college football. I think about the college oh. football video. No, Duquesne. That was what Duquesne. I did. Duquesne. Yeah, okay. it's Duquesne. I thought it was Duquesne. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair enough. I thought Duquesne. <laughs> Sounds like a like a sub sub sandwich shop. Welcome I thought to Duquesne. San Jose State was was San Jose growing up. So, yeah, I okay. mean, I, Akron. I used to call like Akron. Or like Akron. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that happens, but then when you get corrected, you feel like an idiot because you've just never had to talk about these schools. Yeah. All right, so Austin, uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the governors. Uh, we got Eastern Illinois Panthers, Jimmy G's alma mater. Wow. The the Murray, Murray, Murray State Racers. <laughs> Murray, Murray State, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think it's Murray. Okay, the Murray State Racers, like a okay. racehorse. The Southeast Missouri Redhawks, the Tennessee State Tigers, the Tennessee Tech Golden Eagles, and the UT Martin Skyhawks. I believe it's Martine. No, I'm <laughs> so I think the racers for sure are, are a lock. A lock? Oh, really? Yes. I mean, these okay. guys over are, a tiger. But a panther and a tiger? What? Well, and a racer, governor? Like, what type of racer? Like a fast? Like Usain Bolt type of no, racer? Like no, 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 no. It's like a, a horse, horse racer. A racing horse. Their, their mascot. Well, uh, do they, does it come with the... Uh, the guy on What's the it. short yeah. guy's Look name? at their logo. The short... What's it called? It a, a jockey. A jockey. Okay, there you go. They have to be really short. So I think they lose to a panther. Well, I, I'm, as I speak for the horses, the I panther, think the horses will win. Jockeys are like four, like four foot, like three. So the panther could eat the jockey and still have room for the horse. Wow. I think that, I think and the tiger, graphic. especially if the panther and the tiger are attacking at once, I think immediately the racer is out of here. Yeah. Wow. I, I thought the racer was a What lock. does the governor do? Does he does Governor. he does he place a ban on exotic animals? Oh, in his state? the power! I think he could, he could, but he's gonna be so distracted doing that that he's not gonna see the the winner of the sky battle. We've got Skyhawks, Redhawks, and Golden Eagles. Golden Eagles. Oh man, insane. that's such a cool. That is. Remember the Golden Eagle from Angry Birds? It was like yes. a hack. Oh, like, yeah. it's like a dollar to beat a level automatically. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. A Skyhawk versus a Redhawk. Like, what is the difference? Uh, normally, me, I look it up, and I, I didn't do it. Give this time. me the uh, give me the uh, golden eagles. It's an eagle versus a right. hawk. I think ho- eagles are known for being better than hawks, just in general. I, I would agree. Plus America, you know, both hawks. What's the difference? One is a skyhawk, the other is a red hawk. I, I neither know. do I. I we mean, didn't I, need to specify that the hawk was able to sky. be in the sky. Or that it's Look, red. man, bottom line is you got to give it. You got to give it to the Golden Eagle. I agree. Eagle. I think the Golden Eagles easily. you've got a Golden Eagle, a governor, a panther, and a tiger. So, wait, listen. If a governor is in this scenario and he puts a ban on exotic animals, are the panther and tiger won't be listening to him, I don't think, for long. I think I think they're going to eat him. But if the governor <laughs> allows horse racing in his state, the, the horse the, is the still alive. Let go of the horse, Colt. The horse is dead. He's Dad, dead. We put I'm him trying down. to bring the horses back. I know you're you're trying to bring the horses back, but but honestly, man, people are going to be confused when they look at this Twitter poll: a governor they, they versus are. a golden eagle. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. The Panthers and Tiger. Do the Panther and Tiger encounter each other after this uh, trumping of the uh, the old? It's a battle of cats. We could have three. <laughs> <laughs> we could. Hey, we could. We could have. We could have. A, we could have a final three. Okay, we could do a final. Let's three. Let's do that. So between a tiger and a panther, I'm, I'm taking a tiger. Me I don't too, know about you guys. Okay, yeah, I'm taking tiger okay. too. Pan- let's go. Let's go panther. final three. Let's do it. Tiger is the superior cat, as so Cole would say. Tiger, <laughs> governor, and golden eagle. Yeah. Yep. I think that's a nice. I agree. Get to see how people do their reasoning. All right. So we got it. the The Twitter poll will be put up. Uh, exciting week of college football ahead of us. Week seven, we're at about the halfway point. So, uh, what's what's your impression on this season through through the halfway point? Colt, we'll, we'll start. It's with insane. You. It's just like 2007 without Hawaii being undefeated. It's it's absolutely crazy. I love it so much. Also, just want to note, shout out to Costco for bringing back special case cereal. That's gonna make Saturday mornings even better. They did. They if did you, come in clutch. Yeah. If you ever, I mean. I don't know if you've ever been to the Safeway down here. They always have it, from what I've seen. Ooh. But, but the one might... at Costco is huge. It's okay. like two bags. two bags. Okay, that's that's pretty legit. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think this season of college football has been great. I think this is everyone who likes chaos. This has been their dream come yes. true. And one parallel between 2007 and 2021, ASU was really good in 2007. They were, I believe, in the top five at, at, at one point that season. Let's so go. Let's do it. Let's see if it happens. And if they beat Utah this week, I think we can start planning trips to Vegas in December. Wow. Okay, that's bold. That's bold. I like wow. it. Oregon State's doing good, so I can't complain. You know, it's the best start we've had in a while. ASU doing good. Chaos galore. Bama lost. Clemson lost, Ohio State lost. It's been a beautiful season so far, guys, and I, I'm just excited for it to keep going. So that's all we've got. I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Amadova. And with that, we wave goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>